Hello everyone and welcome to episode number 59 of the Building Strength Podcast. I'm your host, Theodore Lim, coming at you on this beautiful Wednesday afternoon. Hope you guys are enjoying the spring weather that is finally revealing itself after that long, long winter. On today's episode, I will be talking about how to handle injuries. This is going to be a big episode. It's going to be a big topic. I think a lot of you guys will get a lot of value out of this. And as always, if you know someone who can benefit from this content, from this information, please share the podcast with them. That would be very helpful for me, but also for them as well. I find that there is a lot of information out there right now, and sometimes it can be hard to find the right information. So that's what I try to provide on this podcast, on my Instagram post, on my blog posts, and on my YouTube videos, just trying to provide the right information that will help you guys. So handling injuries. This is gonna this is a big topic because I'm sure you've dealt with injuries in the past. Maybe they have been minor injuries, maybe they have been major injuries, but if you're in the game long enough, if you're in the gym for long enough, if you're playing certain sports, injuries do come up whether they're major or minor. And I think it's important to know how to handle them, both physically and mentally. So before we get started, I want to talk about my injury history, just to give you guys some background information and why I feel confident talking about these things. Because as I always say, I'm, I'm never going to talk about anything that I don't really have a good grasp on. And injuries, fortunately and unfortunately, this is something I've experienced a lot. So I've I've dealt with a good amount of minor injuries, a couple major injuries, but I've never broken anything or I've never torn anything. So I don't have that experience under my belt. But in terms of minor and moderate injuries, sprains, herniated discs, um, just regular injuries that happen in the gym. I've had, I've dealt with ankle issues. I've dealt with knee issues. Knee issues are kind of still semi-recurring for me right now. I've dealt with low back injuries. Low back is probably my major, my most major injury. Um, which is probably why I'm the most confident and comfortable with that, with the low back injuries. I, I have trained and I currently train a lot of people who are dealing with some kind of low back stiffness or tightness. So I find that my experience dealing with that has been very helpful in terms of helping other people deal with that. So ankle, knee, low back. Um, shoulder issues I've had a bunch of shoulder shoulder issues as well I've had elbow tendonitis in the past 
not for long, but I have dealt with that as well. And I'd say a lot of wrist issues. Even now, my wrists are still kind of iffy. I'm currently performing fairly pain-free. My If I don't give myself a proper warm-up or if I kind of neglect the foam rolling, my knee does act up sometimes, my right knee. And my right wrist is also kind of on the fence right now. So that's my injury history. It's mainly overuse injuries, mainly from lack of proper warmups, lack of proper cool downs. And in terms of my low back, I it was just shitty technique for a long period of time. Just sip some coffee here. I get a lot of comments on the fact that I give you comments about my coffee. I just I just love coffee. What can I say? So, Theo's I'm going to call this Theo's ultimate guide to handling injuries or Theo's ultimate guide to dealing with injuries. I'm not sure yet. But I'm going to go through a quick overview of the main points that I will touch on today and then we will slowly dissect each one. Again, this is a big topic and I'm really trying to do to do these topics justice and I no longer want to put out a podcast just to put out a podcast. I want to put out a podcast on relevant topics that will help you guys and I want to be as all-encompassing regarding that topic as I can be. I actually already recorded this episode, but after I recorded it and I listened to it, I realized I forgot one major thing. That was about two to three weeks ago. So I'm re-recording it right now for you guys because I know that piece of information is vital. So episode number 59, here we go. Theo's ultimate guide to handling injuries. Number one, you have to consult someone to get help. You have to ask for help. Number two, when you ask for help and that person provides recommendations or suggestions for what you should be doing to recover from that injury, you need to do the work. Number three, you need to continue to train. Whether that is, whether that means modifying things or training other areas of the body, you need to continue to train, both for your physical health and your mental health. Number four, do not make the injury worse. This is the worst thing you could do. To push through the injury because you think you're a badass or you're a hero, no pain, no gain, right? But if you make that injury worse, it's just going to take that much longer to recover from that injury. Number five, you need to keep your mental game strong. And that, that kind of ties into the fact that you need to keep training because you need to stay in the game. And I've done it, I've done it in the past too, where I get injured, I get hurt, and I stop all training. And it's just a, it's just a cycle. It's just this cycle and it just snowballs, 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 and you just feel like crap. You feel like crap and 
you just continue to feel like crap. So a big mental aspect to handling injuries. I'll talk about that a little bit more later on. And then the last one, number six, you got to learn from the injury. You got to learn from it. There's a great book. Actually, I can't say that. There's a book called The Gift of Injuries. I have not read it, but the name itself resonates a lot with me. Although at the time of the injury, you may feel really crappy. You may feel bad. You may get down on yourself. You might think that, oh my God, all is lost. All the, all of this hard work that I've done, it's all, it's all for nothing now because I'm hurt. But that is not the case. Um, as I said, I wouldn't be in the position that I'm in right now if I didn't have to deal with those injuries in the past. How could I help other people with low back pain or knee pain or wrist pain or shoulder pain, ankle pain, if I personally have not experienced it? So in a way, there's always that uh, bright side of the situation, right? Glass half full, glass half empty, glass is full because it's got water and air, whatever. (laughs) Okay, so let's jump into this. So number one, consult someone, ask for help. It's okay to ask for help. Like I think maybe you feel embarrassed or you feel ashamed because you're, you, you've hurt your ankle and you don't know what to do, but you're not the only person who's hurt their ankle. A lot of people have hurt their ankle. There's a lot of information out there. There's a lot of people out there who can help you. So first of all, ask for help, whether you work with a trainer, whether you work, whether you work out at a gym, ask someone you trust for help. Maybe it's simply asking like, oh, do you know anyone who could help me with this? Or do you know anyone who's dealt with this? Or have you dealt with this? So make sure you ask for help from someone you trust. Um, And in terms of I know it can get kind of confusing, physiotherapist, chiropractor, massage therapist, who should I go to? And I think a lot of you guys know that I work closely with MyoDetox. I work at MyoDetox Performance, this is the gym, but there is a MyoDetox therapy clinic within the gym and in other locations in Toronto as well as North America. So I like Myo Detox because they they don't really separate like physiotherapists or chiropractor or massage therapists. Everyone is kind of on the same page that we need to do manual therapy. So manual therapy to create some space in the body to help relieve maybe some inflammation or some just a lot of buildup of crap in our tissues and our muscles, right? So my detox is my my preferred place to go. I work with a couple of the therapists and they work on my body to keep me healthy, keep me functioning, keep me performing pain-free. So I like them because they don't separate, you know, that classic model of, okay, you go to a physiotherapist to do this, you go to the chiropractor to do this, and you go to a massage therapist to do this. So their model, they focus on manual therapy So they'll treat you manually. And then the other half of the session will be more based on movement therapy. So you guys know I'm big on movement. You guys know I'm big on self-care, education, building awareness of your own body so that you can take care of yourself. 
that's what my detox teaches that's that's their bread and butter so i will i'll link them down below in the show notes so you guys can see but really any there's a lot of therapy clinics out there so you got to be you got to be careful though cuz there is there are a lot of chiropractors there are a lot of, there are a lot of physios out there that's why I kind of, that's why I said earlier ask someone you know maybe they can refer you to a place that they trust and that they benefited from because this is your this is number 1 your hard-earned money your time your energy your resources right don't just walk into the first it's like don't just walk into the first place you see and just you know sign up it's like finding a personal trainer or finding really anything do your research ask questions make sure that they will provide you the care that you need and again why i like working with mayo is because they encourage an active the the recovery process should be an active process for us for you for me we should be active we should play an active role in the process not a passive role so if you go to your just your regular doctor they'll probably say you know just rest take some time off and you know don't do that thing that hurts which is like pretty good advice don't do anything that hurts as i said earlier don't make it worse but also the classic if someone's just telling you to rest that's that's fine rest is needed you need to like let the body rest but that's a very passive approach to it whereas it needs to be a more active approach so if you go somewhere and they just tell you to rest it's a very lazy thing for them to do so i think maybe 10 years ago that was a very common thing like rest ice you know relax but now yeah you absolutely need to rest whatever you hurt absolutely but you need to take a more active role instead of just sitting on the couch. So say say you hurt yourself in the gym. And yes, rest will probably get you out of pain. More, more than likely, the body's pretty wonderful like that. Sleeping well, eating well, you probably will stop experiencing pain. But will you be able to go and do the activity that you love and that you want to do? probably not because if you hurt your low back from deadlifting sitting at home resting on your bed resting on your couch yeah you eventually you might not hurt anymore so you could probably walk around you could probably go to work all this stuff but could you go back to the gym and deadlift probably not because you haven't actually solved the issue right so Make sure you consult someone. Make sure you ask for help. The, a professional will be able to give you a diagnosis of why that injury happened, right? Even me as a personal trainer and even as much as as many people I've seen move and as many injuries that I've seen occur, I'm, I'm not equipped to give like a proper diagnosis. So which is why I refer out to um, health professionals physiotherapists massage therapists chiropractors because they they have the eye for it 
just like how I have the eye for someone's technique in the gym, they have the eye for some for why an injury might occur. So number one, ask for help. Don't be afraid to ask for help. Okay. Just going to take a sip of coffee here. Trying to bring down the coffee intake from three cups a day to two cups a day. Anyway, so number two, you got to do the work. You got to do the work. And this comes back to you taking an, taking an active approach, an active part of this process instead of a passive one. So something I hear often is, oh, you know, I hurt my, I hurt my arm and I've been going to the physio. I went six times already. But, you know, I don't really feel better. Usually my next question is, are you doing the work that they prescribed you to do? And more often than not, the answer is, no, you know, I tried it a couple times and it, it didn't feel better. It didn't work. And that's honestly one of the most frustrating things I hear because it's like you, you did the exercises once or twice or three times and it didn't help but you didn't stick with it long enough it's like someone coming to train with me for six sessions and like ah, i don't have a six pack yet this doesn't work right so you gotta you gotta do the work you gotta be patient you gotta take your time with it and you know what to be fair i think when i give people suggestions or when other health professionals give people suggestions in our head, we're, we're kind of taking our best guess. Like with the information that we see and that you've provided, it's like, okay, we think this will help. And what I usually tell people when I prescribe um, movement exercises for them, say someone's very stiff, I, I know they could benefit from more movement in their life, more intentional movement in their life. I'll kind of take like the two or three moves that I think will make the big, biggest impact. And I'll say, can you do this every single day or eat at best every other day for the next week? And can you come back and tell me how it feels? Because I'm, I'm just taking my best guess. I think these will help you, but I'm not completely sure, right? So you need to try these for yourself and kind of see which ones feel good, which ones do you think will help you, which ones have helped you, and which ones kind of haven't. And if you don't go and do the work and you come back to me, we, we both have nothing to work off of. There's no data, right? But if you go home, you do the work, you stick with it, you're patient, and you'll know, right? You come back, you're like, you know, this move really helped me or this one exercise really did the job and these other two kind of didn't. And from there, it's just a process like, okay, those two didn't work. Let's take those out. Can you try these other two and tell me how they feel? So that's usually the process of doing the work that is prescribed. And you got, you got to do the work. You got to take an active approach. You can't just rest and, and hope that things are just going to be fine. It just doesn't work like that. It might when you're like 14, 15 to 18, that might do its trick. You know, when you're young. You can get away with a lot and the body is wonderful. But 
once you start aging, once you get a bit older, you've been in the gym longer, it just, the body just isn't that, um, that malleable anymore. So make sure you're doing the work that's prescribed. Okay. That's another big thing. Number three, you got to keep training. You really got to keep training and this is going to help you both physically and mentally. And of course you can make changes to the game plan. If you, if you hurt your knee and your program is three times a week, you're squatting. Obviously you can't do that. So you got to change the game plan. And my general advice here is always focus on the things you can do. Don't worry about the things you can't do. Just keep training the things you can train. So say I hurt my knee, just one knee too, my right knee. Say I hurt it real bad. Hurts to walk, hurts to run. It's just a knee. <laughs> you can train the rest of your upper body. You can train your core, your midsection. You can even continue to train your other leg, right? So there are always other ways you can train. And I'm not just talking even just about uh, lifting in the gym. Say you're a runner and you hurt your knee. Okay, you can't run anymore or not anymore. You can't run currently because it hurts and you don't want to make it worse. So you've consulted someone, you're starting to do the work, you're starting to do the rehab work. How can you continue to train if you're a runner? Okay, maybe now's a good time to kind of work on my core game. Or maybe now's a good time to build up my upper body a bit. Or maybe now's a good time to improve my swimming. You might be able to swim still, so you could still build your aerobic conditioning through swimming. So when you go back to running, you're not completely out of it. You just, the worst thing you can do is completely stop. The worst, absolute worst thing you can do is stop everything and just sit at home, feel sorry for yourself, wonder why this happened to you, wonder why, wonder if this knee's ever going to get better. That's the worst thing you could do. Just nothing. Don't do nothing. Of course, unless you're actually like severely injured and you really can't do anything. Obviously, those are special cases. But I'm talking about minor to moderate injuries. So, so say you are a lifter, you hurt your knee, as I said earlier, you can still work your midsection, maybe now's a good time to bring up that core, maybe now's a good time to bring up your bench press or your upper body, your arms. And in terms of training your other leg, you could still do single leg work, whether it's body weight, whether it's on a machine, you can still do that. And as I've said before, I'm not the most scientific guy out there, but in my, in my experience, from what I've read, from what I've learned, training the healthy leg, say training my left leg, will help me maintain muscle and strength in my right leg. Will it help me maintain all of the muscle and strength? No, but it'll help a little bit so that when you come back, you're not 
super, super detrained. You'll probably be a bit detrained, but not completely. So you need to keep training. And that's from a physical standpoint. That's what I'm talking about. Like, okay, you hurt your shoulder. Let's do a vice versa, right? You hurt your shoulder now. Okay, you can't, you can't do it. Don't do anything that makes it worse. So maybe you can't do any pressing movements. But in my experience, when someone's hurt their shoulder, you can still do pulling work. You can still do horizontal pulling work to be specific. Um, dumbbell rows, bent over rows, cable seated rows. You can still do a lot of rowing movements to build up your upper back. And in terms of a mental, from the mental standpoint, by continuing to train, like we all train because we feel good, right? That's one of the main reasons why people exercise because it makes us feel good. If you completely stop, there goes that outlet that we have that we rely on to feel good. So you need to keep training. You need to keep intensity high where you can because that will give you that endorphin response, that hormonal response from training that makes us feel good. So you need to keep intensity high where you can. So I can't squat, but maybe I'm going to continue benching really heavy. Or, you know, many other examples. Maybe even, okay, uh, another example. I hurt my right shoulder from lifting, so I continue to train my lower body. And then I start to take up spinning or cycling. And I kind of pump up the intensity there because that's something I'm missing from my upper body training currently. So you need to continue training for to keep that mental game on point. You need to keep training to because if you hurt your shoulder, it's like it's like the classic example of okay, you're driving along the highway, you got a flat tire. You don't sit there and like, "Oh shit, I got a flat tire. Might as well deflate my other three tires right no you don't do that you either call for help or you do it yourself and you fix the tire so just because you hurt your shoulder doesn't mean the rest of your training has to go to has to go to shit you can still train the other things the other parts of the body while you rehab the shoulder so when i say focus on the things you can do and not the things you can't it doesn't mean to it doesn't mean you sit there and like okay my knee hurts i'm never going to squat again that's not how it works right you got to focus on the things you can do keep working hard where you can don't don't let yourself get bogged down by like oh i can't squat i'm like i'm i'm going to be so weak i'm and then you just get yourself down mentally so you got to while you're focusing on the things you can do, while you're working hard there, you got to take an active approach to rehabbing the injured area so that you can start to do those things again slowly. So continue to train. And as I've kind of mentioned already a couple times, don't make the injury worse. This is, aside from doing nothing, and just sitting at home, making it worse is another terrible thing to do. So my knee hurts. 
but I have three weeks left on this squat program. I'm so close to PRing. I'm going to continue to squat. And what happens, what usually happens is you, the injury gets worse. You're in more pain. And then it just takes that much longer to recover from that. So instead of only taking four weeks to recover, maybe now your recovery process is 24 weeks because you went from a minor injury to a full out tear. So that's definitely a mistake I've made in the past as well. I've made all the mistakes in the past. Like you, you just jump in too early, you jump back in too early and that injury comes right back. So you don't make it worse. That's do not be a hero. And another thing to add on to this is when you come back from an injury, say say you really like deadlifting this is this is something i've done in the past i really like deadlifting i got hurt from deadlifting i took time off i didn't take a passive approach to this no i did take a passive approach to this sorry i didn't do anything about the injury i just rested um age was on my side i was still like 20 21 so the body recovers the body heals and sooner or later, I go from experiencing lots of pain to very little pain and eventually no pain in my everyday life. But because I didn't ask for help, because I didn't do the appropriate amount of work to come back to training, I didn't ease myself into it. So this is what happened. I hurt myself. I took four weeks off, started to feel okay again. I tried to deadlift again. And of course my back hurts again. Take another four weeks off. Okay, I starting to feel better again. Let me try deadlifting again. That's not the proper approach. So this is where asking for help comes into play. This is where getting the right information, doing the work, learning from your injury comes into play. So now, now that I know better, I... I wouldn't jump right back into deadlifting. I might do other variations of deadlifts to prepare myself for the barbell deadlift off the floor. So I might do kettlebell Romanian deadlifts to just ease into it. I might do a lot of strengthening for the midsection, for the glutes, for the upper back. I might eventually start doing trap bar deadlift maybe a barbell Romanian deadlift because you want to prepare that you want to rebuild the strength and stability in that area. And then you will eventually be able to do that lift that you got hurt from. So if it's your goal to get back into barbell deadlifting, make sure you ease into it. Another thing, this one always gets me too. in terms of a shoulder example, what's the most basic pushing exercise you can think of for me it's usually a push-up some kind of push-up maybe a bear crawl because you're a weight bear you're bearing weight on the shoulders so this is another thing i see a lot okay someone's hurt their shoulder they've consulted someone they've done the work the shoulder is feeling better okay let me try to barbell bench or you know what let me try these dips that's, that's one that always scares me. Like dips are really hard on the shoulder. So you got to make sure that shoulder is prepared for doing dips. So don't 
again, same thing. Don't jump right back into like such an advanced progression. You need to work your way up. And although you might not necessarily need to, it's just a safety precaution. Although I think, okay, this person could probably barbell bench right now, but we need to go through the proper steps. Okay, let's do, let's test it out on push-ups, because the risk of re-injuring ourselves doing push-ups or bear crawls is much less than me getting under a bar to do a barbell bench press, right? So make sure you take your time and build back into it. So don't make it worse. Big, big point there. And again, I've already mentioned it a couple times, but mental game. You gotta, you gotta keep training to keep your mental game on point. Don't let the injury fuck you up, okay? And I, it's easier said than done. I've let many injuries fuck me up a little bit. And it's just, it's just never good. So keep your mental game on point. Find other activities you can do that give you that hormonal response, that endorphin rush, that endorphin release. Find other things you can do because there are a million other activities you can take part in outside of just lifting weights or outside of just running or outside of just rock climbing. There's always other things you can do. So this brings us to our last point. You got to learn from the injury. So how do you learn from the injury? You go through all these proper steps. You don't learn anything if you take a passive approach. You just sit there, maybe get a massage, maybe get a chiropractor to crack you up a little, maybe get some acupuncture and it works really well. But what did you learn? That those things work. Yeah, fine. That's fair. But you need to, you need to be, you need to analyze what, why did that injury happen? What can I do differently moving forward so that I can do my best to prevent that injury? And I say it like that because although we, although I'd love to say that all of this mobility work and all of this uh, warming up properly and lifting properly, although these things will increase the likelihood of not getting injured, injuries happen, whether it's inside the gym or outside of the gym, like shit happens. You fall on ice, you trip on the sidewalk, you fall off your bicycle. Like you, you go skiing and you take a hard hit, um, things happen. And again, it's just, it's part of it, right? I'm not saying it's like, it's normal and, and like, it, you know, you just got to deal with it, but these things happen. So you got to learn from the injury and you learn from the injury by going through all these steps by asking someone for help, getting their feedback, getting their insight, getting their recommendations, and then you do the work that's prescribed to you. And through that, that's how I learned all a lot of things I know now. It's like, okay, this, these particular sets of these particular exercises really help when it comes to low back pain. And these are some really good regressions and progressions that so that we can work around that back pain. And it's like, okay, this set of exercises is great for the shoulder. And this set is great for the knee. And these are the ones for the ankles. So it's just always constantly 
adding to your toolbox so that when the situation arises, you're like, okay, this has happened before. I've seen this happen before either on me or on someone I know, someone I worked with, and this is how we overcame it. So at least you have a bit of a roadmap to deal with the injury. So you got to learn from it. And this is the part that I kind of missed last time, which is why I'm re-recording this. This is the joint by joint model that I learned from Joe DeFranco and Jim Smith at the CPPS certification. And if you're a personal trainer out there, or even if you're just in love with the gym, you want to learn more, this CPPS cert is super, super fantastic. So again, just like my detox, I will link that down below. And as you guys know, I don't get paid to say any of this. I don't get paid to do this podcast, but I'm just here trying to provide the best information possible. And I have experience with these companies. I have experience with these people. And these are the people that have helped me. And I think they will help you as well. So the joint by joint model, this is big. If you've stuck around this long for this episode, this is where the gold is. I mean, the whole thing I hope has provided a lot of value, but this is where a lot of the gold is. So the joint by joint model, basically we go through the whole body joint by joint, major joints. And as we go through this, you will realize that usually when an injury occurs to say the lower back, it's never really the lower back that you need to address. It's usually the joints above or below the lower back. That would be the upper mid back and those and it would be the hips as well. Just like if you hurt your knees, it's usually not the knee. It's usually something, there's a dysfunction in the hip or there's a dysfunction in the ankle and you need to address those things so that the knee can function properly. Because as you guys know, the, everything's connected. It's all connected. There's no really, there's no such thing as like a body part moving in isolation. Like there is, but there isn't. So joint by joint model, I'm going to go through this. I think you guys will get a lot out of this. And this is kind of one of those things where when you fully grasp it, you're able to treat yourself better and really at the end of it it's if you're looking to stay in the game for a long time you need to build this awareness and knowledge of your body how it works what helps what doesn't because yes it'd be great if every time i had a problem i could go see someone and they could help me that would be ideal but it would require a lot of resources so I think for most of us, we do need to start to learn how to treat ourselves in some manner. Of course, going to a professional is always going to be helpful. Like that's why I go, I go once a month. I visit my detox, I get treated. And I, as I said, I don't really have any injuries right now. I kind of go for maintenance work right now. So if you have the means to do that, I highly recommend doing regular maintenance on your body. So let's get to it. Joint by joint model. Let's start at the top and let's work our way down. So let's start at the neck. The neck 
is a stable joint. The neck doesn't really have to be a, it's not really meant to be a mobile joint. So the premise of this is that joints are either mobile or meant to be mobile, and some joints are meant to be stable. Mobile meaning they're meant to move, stable meaning they're meant to stabilize. So the neck stabilizes. Then you go into the thoracic spine, the upper mid-back area, the T-spine. The T-spine is a special one. It stabilizes and it is meant to be mobile. T-spine is a big one. So that's kind of the one exception to the rule. Let's go a bit lower, the lumbar spine, the low back. So the low back's not really meant to be mobile. The low back is meant to be stable. Move one down, we go into the hips. The hips are meant to be mobile. They're supposed to move, meant to be mobile there. Let's go one more lower, knees. Knees aren't really meant to be mobile. The knees are a stable joint. Then we have the ankles and the toes. Ankles and the toes should be mobile. We want those to move freely and with good range. So how does, how does this information apply to us? The joint by joint model, basically showing that every joint is connected in some way. Some are meant to be mobile, some are meant to be stable. So let's take my low back, for example. I hurt my low back before, even last year, I kind of had a minor low back injury. When I rehab the low back, and now when I prepare the low back for training, where do I go? I go to the hips because the hips might not be as mobile as they could be. And I go to that T-spine, thoracic spine, mobilize there, make sure that's stable as well. So here, here's how it works. My low back, my low back hurts. And I, I get a diagnosis from someone and I also realize on my own that my hips are very tight. So because the hips are very tight, they're not as mobile as they should be. When we do things like deadlift or when we do things like squat, okay, the hips are super tight. So as I always say, the body is wonderful. It will do the job that you want it to do, whether it feels good or doesn't. Okay, my hips are really tight, but I'm going to deadlift. And it's like because the hips are so tight and they're, not, they're lacking that mobility, the low back, which is one joint above, is like, you know what? I got this hips. You don't have to be mobile today. I'll be mobile today. And through that excessive force on the low back, um, it's like it's being mobile where it shouldn't be. So like it's bending, it's rounding where it, when it really shouldn't, right? It's like that's when the injury occurs. Or another example would be the, the knees. Same thing say the hips are really tight or the ankles are really tight, they're not very mobile, and you're squatting, the knees are like, yo, I got you, I got you. We're going to be mobile for you. And just through, maybe it doesn't happen today, but you do it training session after training session after training session, week after week, month after month, year after year, eventually something gives. And the opposite to that Say my, say I was lacking stability in my knees or my low back 
then like the other parts try to be stable for it and it just it just doesn't end well because those parts aren't meant to do that so this is the joint by joint model i'm going to link a couple other resources that i have found very helpful i i've linked them before i think the book is called how to become a supple leopard that's a big mobility book. It's like a freaking encyclopedia of basically how to take care of your body. There's another YouTube channel that I get a lot from too. His name is Smashworks. I'll link him down below as well. But really, this is my guide to handling injuries. Consult someone, ask for help, do the work that's prescribed continue to train where you can don't make things worse make sure your mental game is on point and learn from the injury okay so i hope that was very helpful for you i've been dying to record this episode or re-record this episode because injuries are such a common topic like whether it's a minor injury like tendonitis well, that could be major as well. Tendonitis, no fun. Make sure you get that treated ASAP because once that tendonitis settles in, it's over. So whether it's an injury like tendonitis or an ankle sprain or a shoulder thing, I think if you follow these steps, if, you, if you're patient with the process, if you take the time to learn from the process, you will come out on top. People come out, come back from injuries and are stronger, more fit, more conditioned all the time. So don't think that just because you hurt yourself that that's over. No, this is a very long-term game. The body's a wonderful tool. It can do a lot for you. Just make sure you give it the appropriate amount of love. Okay? So I hope that was helpful. As always, if you guys have any questions, please message me at theodore.lim on Instagram or my email is theolim7 at gmail.com I'm happy to help where I can and until next time peace